Welcome to the Hustle Class Podcast. We have a quick disclaimer. All material presented within Hustle Class LLC is not investment advice, but for educational purposes only. Trading involves risk and you are solely responsible for your investment decisions and assume the entire risk of any trading you choose to undertake. Owners of Hustle Class LLC and its representatives are not registered as security broker dealers or investment advisors, either with the United States Securities and Exchange Commission or with any state securities regulatory authority. Please utilize a registered investment or financial advisor to make any financial decisions. If you choose to invest without seeking advice from such an advisor or entity, then any consequences resulting from your investments are your sole responsibility. By utilizing Hustle Class LLC in our content, you are indicating your consent and agreement to our disclaimer. Welcome, welcome. Um, it is a blessing to be here. This is the Hustle Class Podcast, and I am your host, Jermaine, and I am back at it again with another one. The first item we're going to start with is going to be our song. Today we're talking Loaded Bases by Nipsey Hustle. Loaded Bases by Nipsey Hussle is a really great song. Um, you know, a lot of Nipsey Hussle's songs on this last album um, sound sort of like ballads. They have a consistent flow to them, which is um, quite cinematic and artistic in its production, but also gives you a sense of hope with the production and the lyrics really motivate and inspire you to get out and, you know, pave your way and pave your own path. But in the song Loaded Bases, um, the first, you know, verse of Loaded Bases and actually the first line just says Loaded Bases, that's my motivation. And, you know, I felt like that was all telling, like I could go into other lyrics, but maybe another time, but Loaded Bases, that's my motivation. I mean, it, it it's self-explanatory. Um, and, you know, in the game of baseball, when you have loaded bases, I mean, if you strike and you hit a home run or you hit a really good ball, you can get, um, you know, the minimum amount of points you can get is one and then the max is four. So it's kind of like you can really take a big leap um, if all the bases are loaded and you execute um, efficiently, you know, towards your goals. So think about it in the realm of, you know, a lot of us have a lot of stuff we have going on. But if you cover all bases, if you make sure everything is good in all areas, um, you know, in terms of the the preparation, right, for opportunity in those areas, once you just keep executing when the right, you know, opportunity meets your preparation, you'll have, um, you know, all of your loaded bases um, go through the home plate and you'll be able to go through the home plate, too. Um, So I really like that um, song. I really like that line. Um, So don't forget loaded bases. That's my motivation. Um, first things first, um, you know, next week we're in Houston, please sign up for, um, you know, the trading places event in Houston. We're going to have a trading seminar, a wealth seminar, a lot of mingling, a lot of networking, a lot of conversation, a lot of questions that will be asked, a lot of answers to be given, a lot of game to be given out for the participants. So we're going to have trading places in Houston, um, weekend of June 19th, um, oh, my bad, I said June 19th, my apologies, that would be, um, June 26th, so June 26th is gonna be the date of the event, um, a lot of us are arriving there June 25th, please sign up on Eventbrite, the link is in my description for the show, and come and get your free game and come and get your knowledge, all right, sounds good, so, now we're gonna take it you know, another direction. Um, today, we're going to talk a little bit, you know, about getting started. So a lot of people, you know, we what, what a lot of people who are interested in the stock market realize is a lot of the gains that people were posting and were getting last year are just not really evident 
in this current market space. And the reason is um, we had one of the biggest bull markets of all time um, in this past year, like 2020, especially the last half of 2020, where, I mean, you could make so much money in a short amount of time. But right now the market is getting choppy. So if you're not a savvy investor, it is a lot more difficult for you to make the same type of money that you were making about a year ago. Now, when it comes to that, what you need to understand is you need to have a plan, you need to have structure, and you need to follow through and execute, and that's what's going to set you apart from other people. So what everybody wants to get into these days, you know, options still, which surprises me because, I mean, the bull run is pretty much over and people aren't looking at these options to get the the hardcore option skills. They want the, you know, naked calls and naked puts that are kind of going to give them um, open them up to a lot of um, potential gains, but also open them up to a lot of potential risk. And we know that um, risk mitigation is the most important thing when it comes to the stock market minimizing your risk and managing that um so when it comes to long-term portfolios um i would you know like everybody to consider using a platform like td ameritrade or m1 finance um because m1 finance is the more um up and coming um individual investment strategy or long-term investment strategy that a lot of people are using especially because m1 finance actually lets you borrow against your stocks meaning i don't have to sell my stocks to get my money back i can maintain my stocks and borrow a loan from m1 finance and pay interest on that loan to m1 finance and the key trick here is if you're investing in the right things um your appreciation on those assets right from um from us from a um, capital gains um, perspective should outweigh the amount of interest that you would have to pay on the money that you borrow. So um, you never, you know, it's um, when I had a consultation, what we had discussed was it's kind of like if you were standing in line for a concert or for any type of event and you were able to leave the line and do other stuff and come back right to your same spot in line, no matter where the line had moved to. And that's the concept with M1 Finance. That's why I really like it. Also, they have fractional shares. And what you can actually do is you can create your own little funds and your own um, what they call pies. So, for example, if I'm really interested in like Apple, Microsoft, um, IWM and IWF, I can allocate like a pie where 25% of it goes to each of those companies. And I just put money into that pie, however much I want. And then that pie grows as those companies grow, you know, based on the percentages and stuff like that. So I really, really am interested. I'm going to be doing more research um, after um, the trading event in Houston into M1 Finance. So I could really come and give you all sort of like a crash course to it. Um, so that's something that will be in the works. Um, and, um, you know, TD Ameritrade is olden and gold. It's old and golden. Um, so, you know, TD Ameritrade is, you know, you have a lot of um, support. When it comes to um, people actually like actual financial advisors and, you know, um, analysts supporting you on the platform, you know, you can reach out to them by phone. You'll probably get your own anal uh, analyst when you um, sign up for an account. Um, they have they will email you when they're having webinars or educational activities. Um, and, you know, they're kind of like the the, the most um, known and stable. You know, they're not the most. How would I say they're not the most popping right now. They're not like the trendy um investment place right that's definitely robin hood but when it comes to that stability and it comes to that longevity um td ameritrade is definitely up there so i would definitely 
definitely consider that when you're thinking long-term investing. Um, now, when it comes to swing trading and, you know, options and things of that nature, I would still bank on, you know, your E-Trades, your Robinhoods, and your Weebles. Um, but, you know, you want to make sure that you have your accounts separate. This is something that I, 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 I struggled with earlier where I didn't really get it, where it's like, you know, when you... When you have, let's say you have a Robinhood account and you use it for your long-term investments and your short-term investments and your day trades and your swings and your options, having all of that traffic and all that data in one account, it's hard to really track movement of things and how your trading is going. Um, so what ends up happening is your, you know, your long terms spill over into your options and the option, like, it's just kind of like a whole lot of confusion when it comes to how you're managing your money, how you're managing risk, how you're managing your portfolio size, and how much you're risking, right? Because if I only have $100 to play with options, right, and um, I tell myself I'm only supposed to use 10% of my account to, to trade options, I should be using 10% of the 100 but because my whole account size is more than just options, I might resort to using that whole 100 Now I've blown my options money because my play didn't go the way I wanted it to. Now I'm digging into my long-term portfolio to fund my options trades. This is why you need to have separation of your different brokerages and platforms when it comes to you investing on these applications. So, you know, I would say... Have your M1 Finance account, have your TD Ameritrade account, have your Robinhood slash Webull slash E-Trade, and use them for different purposes so that you're never confusing what you're using another one for. Another thing that I would say is, since things are a little more stable, right, a trick to actually use when you're investing in the market is to increase your time frames. So it's easy for people to trade intraday and with, you know, day trade and scalp, and it's still, you know, scalping is still relatively, I mean, the same because it's so, such a quick um, trade to scalp. A scalp is basically when you hold a trade for no more than 15 minutes. Um, you know, um, they say five to 15 minutes, but it could it, you could scalp for 30 seconds, 15 seconds if if it if the opportunity presents itself. Right. It's just a quick trade. Um, but what happened is people are using the same, you know, the, the market cycle has changed and people are using the same strategies as they're using for a different cycle for this cycle. Um, what I would probably do and what I'm doing is um, I'm expanding my time frame. So if I was on like a hold for a four day period, now I'm on a hold for a 12 day period. Like I'm looking for longer swings and for longer option plays and longer swing trades because, you know, things aren't moving as smoothly as they were before. Everything isn't just up and stuck. Right. So that's something to think about. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to touch on that. Um, another thing that I'm going to touch on quickly is just going to be some real estate. So I know a lot of people I haven't talked about real estate on this podcast because, you know, most of my investing is done in the market. Um, but even when it comes to real estate, I'm, lo I'm actively looking to see what I can do in that space. And one thing I would say, which is just something to think about. Um, is, you know, a lot of people are waiting, like same, same with stocks and same with the real estate market. People are waiting on the next big crash. Now, not to say that it would or wouldn't happen, but one thing to consider, which I feel like is a very, very, very important point, is the fact that no matter whether there's a crash coming or not, um, when you're looking to buy a property and you see that prices are getting marked up and people are buying at higher prices, um, that should concern you when it comes to you buying the property that you said you wanted. Reason being, um, you know, what's it called? Um, I forget. Um, oh, yeah, comps. That's what it's called, comps. So comparables. So the price of your house is going to be 
comped or compared to prices of the other houses on the same block and in the same area, same street, that type of thing, right? Now, if you're living in an area where you're like, oh, I'm waiting on the prices to go down, but, you know, let's say the home values right now are like 300 grand, right? But the most, the two recent purchases people made were 400 grand, two more people came and they played 450, three more people came and they paid 500. You have to understand that the average price of homes in that area is getting marked up based on the sale prices of the other homes that are being bought in the area. So just because you know the value of the home isn't that much, if people are attributing a certain value to it, that is going to be the new law of the land of value in that area. So, you know, you could be like, okay, it's 300. I want it to come down to two something before I get a deal. But if a lot of people around here are paying, are overpaying by 100K for that property, now when it's time for, when you when you're you were waiting on the market to drop when the market drops you're probably going to have been better off just buying it where it was because the prices have been marked up so much by the comparable addresses on the same block and on the same streets that have been getting all these purchases at higher you know at premium you know prices so that's just something to keep in mind and to think about um for those who are into real estate and are or who are looking for real estate but are waiting and hoping and praying for a correction of sorts or for a drop um, not to say that it wouldn't happen, but I mean, if all the prices went to 500000 and we have a correction down to 425000 but you could have just bought it at 300000 not waiting so long, you know what I'm saying? That's that's something to think about. The same thing happens in the stock market. Oh, Disney's at 80 I want to wait for it to go to 60 before I buy it. Then Disney goes to 100 then it goes to 120 then it goes to 150 Then it has a hard correction to like 110 and it's like, well, you still didn't get it at 60 and you could have got it at 80, but now you're buying it at 110 because you wanted to wait on the big dip. And the big dip came so far along the, the life of the stock that you actually ended up, you know, you would have been better off just buying it when you first thought about it instead of trying to trying to think of an unrealistic dip for it to have in the near future. You know what I mean? So that's something to think about, something to consider. But you know, I've dropped some gems on this. This has been Hustle Class. I appreciate everybody who tunes in and listens. Um, you know, I, I try to be as consistent as possible. Sometimes it gets difficult because as much as I would like to learn and life, you know, is the way it is, um, it's like I, I'm trying to I'm trying to pour pour a lot out into this platform, even when, you know what I'm saying, I do have a lot on my plate and a lot going on in my life at the moment. So just always bear with me. And if you don't hear from me for, for a week, just know you'll hear, I'll try to get an episode in by Friday if I can. And if I can't get it in by Friday, I'll definitely try to do the week after and just give some gems then. So, yeah, this has been um, Hustle Class Podcast, and, I'm, and I appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you.